With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. now sing everything has got a little pride. Master of the house, keeper of the zoo. Ready to relieve them off a suit or Alright, we'll tell you why we played that uh, little clip uh, very shortly but uh, all this week of course we've been focusing on Royal Ascot and last night the world class uh, action continued from the venue with a group one performance for the ages from uh, John and Thady Gosden's five year old uh, Mustardaf uh, winning the famed group one Prince of Wales paying 30 to 1 it was, uh, up against the running rail trying that... to fend the ball off here's Mustardaf moving through to challenge Adea is back in third and Mostardaf Mostadaf has come sweeping through to take over and begins to power clear. Mostadaf inside the furlong opens up by three, four lengths to Luxembourg and Adea. They've got a hundred yards to cover and it's Mostadaf and Jim Crowley in front and running on strongly. Mostadaf wins the Prince of Wales' stakes. Luxembourg second, Adea third. Yes, just going to say it's paying 13 to 1 as well and no one will take uh, the son of Frankel lightly again, I can promise you that. The, the week still has plenty to offer. There's a race over 4,000 metres uh, coming up called the Gold Cup, which has produced some of the great stayers uh, of all time. Soaking it on, leading a tour party for the ages. One of our great racing products here in New Zealand, of course, it's uh, Georgie Simon, who's uh, having the time of his life up there with one hell of a touring party. And the reason why we played that little clip, uh, of course, from Les Miserables, because I'm led to believe George Simon and you've just come out of a West End show. <laughs> uh, good morning to you, Smithy. You're right. Uh, it wasn't Les Miserables, but uh, it was. I'm too proud to uh, be uh, the story of the Temptations. It was in the theatre, the Prince Edward Theatre in uh, the West End, and it finished about half an hour or so ago. So, uh, yeah, a team of, the, uh, of our touring group all went along to the show. Uh, Murray Baker was there. Frank Ritchie was there. John Wheeler. We even had Donna Logan join the group uh, from Singapore just the other day. And, uh, yeah, we've been listening to My Girl and all those great Temptations uh, songs and uh, having an absolute ball tonight. But, uh, yeah, you've you mentioned it uh, about uh, Ascot, Royal Ascot. It's just a wonderful thrill to be able to be here and to experience it for the first time, Smithy. Okay, George, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in the tour very shortly. We're, we're, the reason we played that uh, Mostadaf clip as well that you may have heard is um, that was a hell of a performance, probably the most, one of the most emphatic of uh, uh, the week so far. Yeah, and the, he, wasn't, he wasn't liked in the small six-horse field too. He settled back in the field. Uh, Jim Crowley just uh, bided his time at the back. But boy, when he let the brakes go, it was all over. Uh, he's around 13 to 1, so... He wasn't alike in the small field, and uh, he had the race shot to bits a long way from home. It was a very impressive performance. Talking about impressive, boy, that track at Royal Ascot, the, the facilities, the pomp, the ceremony, and everything else that goes with it is, uh, you know, you really have to see it to experience it and to, to get an idea what uh, our friends over here in England have been saying for many, many years. It's, it's the best racing carnival in the world. So, George, uh, how many days will you go to? Uh, I've seen a clip of you on uh, Facebook uh, without the top hat. Do you have to bring that out at some stage? 
Yes, we've uh, picked those, all the uh, top hat and uh, the, the, the tails have all been done. Uh, we've been measured up. We were measured up when we first arrived in London, which seems like an eternity ago now, about uh, three weeks ago, in fact. And uh, we've uh, got the uh, morning seat ready to uh, put on on Saturday. We're in the Royal Enclosure. So hopefully I'll no doubt bump into him, uh, King Charles, and I'll give him your regards, maybe. <laughs> I knew his mum really well, so that, that'll be cool. Um, here's the <laughs> <Yeah>. George. <laughs> hey, um, what is it? Uh, is it the ambience, George? Uh, you say the facilities, etc. But you, I mean, you've walked onto many, many race courses around the world, uh, most of them several times. But what sets this apart in your mind? Do you think? I think it's the tradition, and it's the it's the way that they everyone grasps the, the the tradition that goes with Royal Ascot, and you know you see the top hat and tails and, and everything else, and uh, the women in their finery, and of course the, the horses themselves, the stars of the show, the jockeys, the trainers. These are the very best from around the world. We've even got our own James McDonald riding here again. Uh, but to see the quality of horse flesh on display, uh, the quality of horsemanship, uh, also the you know the, the fantastic facilities, it's just mind-boggling. It is, yeah. yeah I've, I've been lucky enough to travel the racing world. I've been on some fantastic race courses around the world, but nothing competes with uh, Royal Ascot. It's just unbelievable. George, it's Louis here, and it's so good to have you on the show. You sound like you're absolutely buzzing. And Mick uh, explained it to us earlier in the week about the standard and how hard it is to even get a horse in the field, let alone win a race or, or compete for a, a minor placing. Have you spent much time thinking about these 30-horse fields? You know, the mile up the straight, they split into two, but you've got 15 on each side. How on earth you'd go about calling it? Yeah, I, I had the laugh today. I watched the race today when uh, James McDonald was riding number 29 in the race and it wasn't the last horse in the field. I think there were about 32 starters in the race. Unbelievable. And you're dead right, Louis. They, they split into two and it's a straight run up the mile, up the home straight. It's just unbelievable. It's, it's hard to get your head around it as a commentator to, to call a race that big. But uh, when they're coming straight at you, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And uh, you see things here, sights here that you don't see on any other race course. It's lucky enough, Marianne and I went for a bit of a walk around uh, the uh, the track the other day. And on opening day, we bumped into Sir Peter Vella and uh, Lady Vella. And yeah, had a, a lovely catch up with them as well. I think there's a number of Australians and New Zealanders here throughout the week. You mentioned Mick, I know. Uh, I think Andrew Forsman is here as well, and, and we bumped into Natalie Young. Uh, of course, these days training in Australia with their partner, Tree Busserton. Bumped into her at the Windsor races on Monday night. So we have been, been around a fair bit and went to Paris, went to Longchamp, which ticked off a bucket list wish for myself uh, ever since I heard Peter Kelly call Belmarino to run second in the Prix de the Triomphe all those years ago. Longchamp was one track that I always wanted to get to and amazingly I was able to do that just the other day and, and recently too we went to uh, Chanty uh, to see the races, um, the Prix yeah. Diane was the feature race, group one race and that was an incredible experience as well so we've seen some sights and sounds over the three and a half weeks that we've been here, we've still got another week or so to go and uh, yeah, looking forward to the next couple of days or three days at uh, Royal Ascot 
George, uh, you mentioned just uh, the calibre of horse and, and how hard it is to win. When you look at the performances of uh, Black Caviar and Nature's Trip, um, it, you, I think you get a, a realisation for how fine a horses they were to go over there, go that far and pull it off. Yeah, exactly, Smitty. But when you think about the connections behind those horses, they are, you know, they're some of Australasia's finest, and and they they worked it out how to do it. And uh, the Australians have been bringing uh, horses here to Royal Ascot for a number of years now, and very successfully, especially with the sprinters. They weren't able to do it the other day with the two, of course, Cool and Gatter, one of those ridden by uh, James. But look, uh, it's no doubt that the Australian sprinters and by design, I think when you look at the results of the major sprint races in Australia in the last uh, couple of seasons or so, the New Zealand sprinters and New Zealand horses with the uh, sprinters with New Zealand connections have certainly shown that they're equal to uh, some of the very best out of Australia. So who knows, maybe we can see uh, some more Kiwis uh, compete here at Royal Ascot in the future. Uh, George, I know basically a lot of racing personalities with you. Uh, you mentioned them before. Actually, I think DC Ellis is over there too with Lady Karen, so you might bump into him at some stage. But um, I, I just wonder, outside of that, have you had the chance to, to do anything? I mean, you've been to a show tonight um, and, and capture other aspects of, of life over there? Yeah, absolutely, Smitty. We've, we've been on the road for three weeks. We arrived in London. We went to the Epsom Derby and the Epsom Oaks, which was wonderful to see. Frankie de Tory had his last ride on on Oaks Day and Derby Day, uh, which was, was fantastic to see. He got a winner today too, uh, Frankie, and the, he is the, the jockey that just garners all the media attention. So we went to the Epsom Derby, Epsom Oaks. We've been racing at Longchamp and Chantilly in Paris. We've been to Paris. We've been to places like Oxford, Cambridge. Uh, we've been to Newmarket. Uh, we've been all over the place. And with, just to experience the culture and, and particularly, as you would well know, Smitty, being here so many times, uh, the history of this place is just incredible. And uh, the group, of we've got a, a rather eclectic bunch. We've got some racing superstars. And we've got people who enjoy their racing. And, uh, yeah, we've just enjoyed, uh, there's about 50 of us, I think, going to uh, Royal Ascot on the last day. So uh, we'll be making our presence felt amongst the thousands that will be on track and uh, really looking forward to it. George, before we let you crack on, and we won't ask for any tour stories because, as we all know, what goes on stays on. Uh, you, you mentioned Frank. Frankie got that winner with Gregory. In behind was this flashing grey St. George, and really, Frankie had to drive Gregory out to hit the post. Uh, St. George, I, I read, potentially could be coming down looking at, and these are these big staying three-year-olds, might come down and look at a Caulfield Cup. When you put the whole uh, global racing picture together, and we've got Jamie Richards in Hong Kong now, um, obviously Paul's just come back, but we've got Kiwis in Australia succeeding. Uh, Chris Waller took Nature Strip up there. Do you suspect that New Zealand can keep its footprint on this pedestal, and whether that be equine exports or people, do you think we're going to be able to move forward with this standard over the next, say, 10, 20, 30 years? I think it's an exciting time. I really do. I think we've got, and we've proven it for, for so many years, we've got some of the world's finest horsemen and women who have plied their trade around the world with you know, a great deal of success. But typical Kiwis, we're, we're understated. You know, we, we don't put ourselves out there, but a guy like uh, Jamie Richards, uh, what he's doing in Hong Kong is incredible for his first season. And he's 
he'll, he'll be uh, he'll be one of the best trainers in the world in the next uh, you know, I don't know next five or ten years. I think he'll be. I think he would have won his first uh, Hong Kong premiership. I'll tell you that much. And in, in that during that time, anyway, uh, we've got our jockeys. We've got the best jockey in the world is James McDonald, and uh, so we're making our presence felt. And our horses have always been competitive. Uh, the distance, the travelling, is obviously the big question mark. You had to get a horse up to the, this part of the world from from down home, but. Uh, I think our very best thoroughbreds have proven time and time again when they go to Australia that we are very competitive. So maybe we can take that next step and you know, have a, another Bell Marina competing in a Prix de Lac or something coming here to, to Royal Ascot. I've got no doubt that uh, we produce the horses and the people that are capable of doing it. We just need to work out a way to make it feasible and viable. Uh, George, uh, just finally, uh, before we let you go, of course... Um Warriors Dragons tomorrow night, 10 o'clock our time. So I think that makes it about 11 in the morning uh, your time. Have you found a spot? Have you found a spot to watch it? We have. We have. We've been following the Warriors closely. There's a number of uh, Warriors fans in the tour group, Smithy. And uh, there's also a number of uh, Chiefs supporters in the tour group. And uh, we're, we're working out the logistics of getting dressed in our top hat and tails. Uh, on the morning of uh, the final day of Royal Ascot, which we will be in the Royal Enclosure, uh, but there's a bar just down the road from the from the hotel that we believe will be showing the uh, final live. So, <laughs> and that starts at about half past seven in the morning. So, do you think we'll long be having day. a uh, reasonable day of it? <laughs> it's going to be a long day, mate. I tell you, but it might be an early start, champagne start, and there'll be champagne racing and. Uh, I'm not promising what sort of condition we'll return the uh, the top hat and tails back to the, the the place that we're hiring them from anyway. But uh, no, we're looking forward to it, mate. <laughs> Good. Hey, George, uh, always great uh, to catch up. Uh, I mean, I, I know you're having a great time. Wherever you go, you pretty much have a great time. But it must be great with all the characters uh, you've got around there uh, living their dreams as well, some of those old-timers. So here's, here's just a little taste as we say goodbye of uh, what you probably heard tonight. But thanks for your time, mate, and travel safe. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, this is a great song, too. I hit it, too. So, uh, yeah, on behalf of uh, the team from Epic Journeys, mate, it's been a pleasure doing deal. Look forward to catching up with you when we get back home next week, mate. Good on you, George. Travel safe, brother. Thank you very much for your time. Cheers, mate.